0: Composer Daniel Kellogg loves the string quartet. We take
1: four individuals who are virtuosos. Two violinists, a violist and a cellist. And we put them together for years on end so that they can breathe together, they can anticipate each other's phrases. And so they can tackle the most complex, the most lyrical, the most beautiful music one could imagine and perform it at the height of our art form. Daniel has studied
0: so many compositions for string quartets because a lot of composers wrote some of their best music
1: for them. Haydn. Mozart. Or Schubert or Brahms. Beethoven. uh, Sophie Guadalina, one of my heroes, they wrote extraordinary music for this ensemble. It's just a magnificent part of our art form. Daniel spent two years writing his new string quartet.
0: He filled it with this intense, yearning music. He named it String Quartet Number 1. That title is pretty misleading. It's not his first string quartet, but this one felt really special and different.
1: The ideas came from a different part of my being than these other pieces. So I got to the point where I knew I wanted to write a first string quartet. Even though I've written five or six pieces for string quartet already.
0: I'm Brad Turner. This is Centennial Sounds from Colorado Public Radio and CPR Classical. Each episode, we take one new composition from a modern composer and explore what inspired the music. Then we sit back and hear an exclusive recording of the piece in its entirety. No interruptions. Daniel Kellogg's String Quartet Number 1 is just a few minutes away, but first, the story behind it. So, uh, Daniel, where are we talking today?
1: We're talking in Aspen, Colorado.
0: Here at Centennial Sounds, we like to get composers out of the studio and interview them where they work. And usually, that's at home. For Daniel Kellogg, we did something a little different. I sat down with him in the place where his love affair with the String Quartet began. And what is the name of the building we're in?
1: Harris Concert Hall. It is my favorite chamber music hall in the country.
0: Really, what makes it your favorite?
1: I came here in 1994 as a music student and got to hear my first ever Bartok cycle of string quartets with Emerson.
0: He's talking about the Emerson String Quartet. Picture this young composer, just out of high school, hearing Bartok's unusual string quartets
1: for the first time. And that was a musical memory which just still drives me to this day in in just pursuing writing and listening to concerts and making music. Seeing them do that from just a few feet away was extraordinary.
0: Each summer, Aspen Music Festival and School hosts hundreds of talented musicians at the start of their careers. Daniel was one of those students. Now he's a composition professor at the University of Colorado, and he still visits Aspen in the summer. His wife, the pianist Singai Shu, who we've also featured on this podcast, was also a student here, so it's always a happy time when they return to Aspen. Daniel's a soft-spoken, energetic guy. He's not that comfortable talking about himself, but he lights up when the subject turns to their trips back to Aspen.
1: Oh, well, there's a lot of traditions. I guess the the biggest tradition is driving over Independence Pass. My first date with my wife was up Independence Pass, um, stopping here and there to see the sights, and I'm just uh, very nostalgic for that. I guess just seeing the sights brings back all kinds of memories.
0: What's uh, driving over Independence Pass like for someone who's never done it?
1: Oh, a lot of people are terrified because there's many places where there's a significant drop-off and there's lots of windy turns. I know the road so well that... um, for me, it's like a, it's like an old friend or an old glove, and it just fits, and I just love that drive, both sides of it. Daniel likes to take listeners on a
0: musical journey, like this piece about waiting for the birth of his daughter, Kayla, and the experience when she's born. He grabs you at the start, builds tension, and takes you somewhere else by the end. He says he often pictures the story arc, the DNA of the piece, before he decides what it should actually sound like.
1: When you, the listener, hear the piece in its totality, it has its highs, its lows, its sweet spots, its dissonances, I want the overall experience to be one specific thing, and that's what I'm going after.
0: There's an essence there, and you're trying to hit that mark.
1: Absolutely. For me, art is supposed to take us out of ourselves and bring us, elevate us to something more than just our mundane, everyday life. And I think that at that core, that's experiencing something moving and powerful. Daniel has written for chamber groups, choirs, and symphonies. And
0: he'd written a half dozen pieces for string quartets, including that piece about his daughter that I mentioned a moment ago. He's an established composer. But when he turned 40 a while
1: back, he wanted to reach for something new. And I sort of stepped back and I said, all right, What's the rest of my creative life going to look like? You know, what What are the things that I really want to do? And for me, the answer was, I want to cultivate those projects, which are really meaningful and allow me to make big statements. And I want to put everything I have into those. And that's when he began to work on his new string quartet. And he had the
0: chance to work with the Grammy Award winning Pacifica Quartet. Daniel felt ready to make a big, strong statement. And that's a good way to describe the opening of
1: the piece. I wanted to make this bold proclamation. I think of this piece as having a lot of struggle in it. There's a yearning, there's a pursuing of something, and it's not an easy journey. And it's, it's one that's filled somehow with frustration uh, and edginess, and all of that is wrapped up in the kernel of the opening of this piece.
0: And then it's off to one of those signature Daniel Kellogg journeys. After that tumultuous opening, the music turns sweeter for a while.
1: It's supposed to have some sort of exuberant, ecstatic expressions, which they're almost sort of messy in the way that they come across, not neat packages. And then? And then the piece takes off. And from there to the end, it's really a bit of a blowout. I think of the, the sort of this amp goes to 11 from Spinal Tap where we're just gonna we're gonna move up the energy and it just a push all the way to the end just the urgency of what the piece is about has come to a fevered pitch
0: talked about an emotional journey that your pieces often take us on. What emotional journey did you say was the right one to take the listener on in this piece?
1: It sounds cliche, perhaps, but I think that art is essentially trying to make sense of the human experience. And I think a core part of the human experience is a desire to know something. It could be to know why we're here or what's the point of existence or is there something more or whatever it might be. But there is a deep desire that's common to most of humanity to know something. I ultimately think that's what I'm trying to express in the piece is that urgency, that that push. Daniel Kellogg's
0: String Quartet Number no. 1 premiered last summer at Harris Concert Hall, the venue in Aspen where Daniel first fell in love with Bartok's String Quartets all those years ago. It was kind of a happy homecoming for Daniel, but it was also kind of hair-raising
1: for him. So I was on Pins and Needles partly because it was a premiere, and it's a difficult piece. Hearing a premiere, for most composers, is a nerve-wracking experience. We are not on stage. We are out of control. Many of us are control freaks, at least to a degree. Uh, so our, our soul, our being, is sitting there on stage, being shared with a room full of people, but we're not up there. And now, you get to
0: experience that performance, in its entirety, as promised, recorded at Harris Concert Hall, at the Aspen Music Festival in school last summer. This is exactly how it sounded at the premiere. You might even hear a cough or a sneeze from the audience during the quiet parts. It'll be like you're there in the hall. Here's the world premiere of Daniel Kellogg's String Quartet No. 1, performed by the Pacifica Quartet.
2: Thank you. Thank you. Thank mm. you.
0: That was Daniel Kellogg's String Quartet Number One the world premiere performance by the Pacifica Quartet, recorded last July at Harris Concert Hall at the Aspen Music Festival in school. Head to CPR.org for more episodes of Centennial Sounds. We'll also point you to a gorgeous piece Daniel Kellogg wrote for piano, the story of his violin concerto that the Colorado Symphony premiered, and a feature about a haunting piece played by the Pacifica Quartet. Next time on Centennial Sounds. It's another world premiere from a unique Colorado venue. Composer Jessica Meyer wrote a dark, beautiful piece designed for an unusual space called the Tank. It's an old railroad water tank on a desert hilltop in northwestern Colorado, and it sounds almost like a cathedral inside. That's next time on Centennial Sounds from CPR Classical and Colorado Public Radio. Composers write amazing music every day, and a lot of it's performed right here in the Centennial State. Our mission is to connect you with it. Centennial Sounds features recordings made in Colorado, sometimes in concert, sometimes at the CPR Performance Studio. We get to know the composer who wrote the piece visit them where they work, and hear their stories. If you liked what you heard today, please head to Apple Podcasts and write a review, hopefully an enthusiastic one. It'll help more listeners discover this podcast and the music we feature. Thanks to Daniel Kellogg, Pacifica Quartet, and the Aspen Music Festival and School for sharing their music today. Cindy Carpian, John Pino, Daniel Mesher, and Rebecca Romberg helped produce the feature, Jeff Zumfeldy is our music advisor. I'm Brad Turner, Colorado Public Radio.